Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, it is the first episode. It's your boy Chop. Unfortunately, my uh second host is not going to be here, but I'm here. So, yeah, man. Um, I want to kind of just ramble a little bit, kind of just go everywhere. But I dead ass though. I hope I'm finding you guys in like good health. You know, y'all healthy. Y'all feeling good. Life is good to y'all. Like. And if it's not, I'm throwing blessings your way for that to change. But it's your boy, Chop. I feel like that's my slang and whatever the fuck it is. That, that's my saying. Like, my, it's your boy. Like, it just comes off the tongue real good. But um, it definitely is your boy. And man, oh, man. You can kind of tell I'm going through some shit. But we're going to just kind of break it down, man. Y'all. I mean... My name is Chop. That's my brand name. My actual name, that's a whole story for another day. But what I really want to start talking about is life, gang. Like, you know, like from a man's experience, bro, so far, bro, it's like if you don't know what you're doing, at all times, or if people suspect that you don't know what you're doing, bro, there is no, there's no grace out here, bro. Like, people tend to just eat you up. And I'm talking about from your parents, to your girlfriend, to siblings, like, bro. And most of the time, yeah, the blame is usually true, but the energy and the, um, where it's coming from, you know, just so unexpectedly, like, you know. Especially for, like, niggas, bro. Like, us niggas, if we get stuck in the wrong crowd, bro, we tend to just literally destruct, like, uh, like everything that we build. Like, not everything that we build, everything that we can become is so much in jeopardy, bro. Like, the influences that we as people go through is ridiculous, especially in America. I'm trying to really, like... Connect how if I was if I if I grew up in Africa type shit like if I really grew up in Africa and versus me growing up here. Well in Africa obviously, you know, I feel like niggas is poor down there, you know? But I'd say opportunities probably will be the biggest thing that I'm missing out on. But um I don't know, bro. I'm really trying to go back to Africa because bro, like I think at some point, like, I used to be against so much things that I'm doing now, like, for instance, <laughs> I can't know saying it, but I really don't care, but I smoke weed, gang. I drink a little bit here and there. Niggas in the number was like, that nigga's not low. <laughs> hey, y'all leave me alone, man. Leave me alone. I was telling on myself, I don't care, but for real, though, like, especially when I was in them... White schools, I was in like in white schools area when I was in, uh, it's a long story, but I was around so much things that told me not to do it. Like in, it was called Maple Grove in elementary, it's like somewhere in Iowa, but bro, they had like officers just come and basically tell us marijuana is the worst drug on earth. And they showed us videos of how basically niggas was high as fuck passing out. And I don't know, I think they said that niggas died. Or somebody died of marijuana. But, bro, yeah. I've got stuck into some activities that held me back in life so much. It's like, 
where would I be? Where would I be if I didn't get myself involved in that? And yes, I'm not saying the friends that I got right now, I don't love them and shit. But bro, like if things never went that way, how would you turn out type shit? And <laughs> that's like a question that's never going to get answered. But just the thought of that. That reality, like, in another world, like, how would shit turn out? But, yeah, I ask myself questions like that. If I made different decisions, if I really just made better choices, like, everybody be saying, and by everybody, I mean my mom, basically. Because everybody got that mom. But, man, I think you just got to believe in yourself, gang. Like, dude... You've came far. And our problem is, man, we don't celebrate the small shit, bro. Because celebrating an accomplishment or a checkpoint, bro, it's like where you know you did something good. So you're rewarding yourself. So I don't know. I've heard it from somewhere where it's like you have to start celebrating them little wins because forgetting a win or just... Not acknowledging it is really more, it, it hurts you way more because, I don't know, it's about how you just don't celebrate good things, basically. And we wait for bad things to happen. Like, good things happen, oh yeah, of course, yeah, you know, we got it done, whatever. And we don't actually take the time to be like, bro, you actually did that shit. Dude, like, dude, you actually went to college and finished high school. Or, I mean, you know, you went to college, you went, you like, you, come on, bro. We like, it's just little wins that we don't. Really, you know, give ourselves credit for. And then I found out that, bro, when you fuck up, bro, so like you fuck up or you just, things didn't go out your way, bro. That's when you're most more vulnerable for your mind fucking you up. All right? Like, I'll give you an example. Like, like I'll say a month ago, bro, I was having an argument with somebody. It was low-key right, all right? And then at the end, I'm not that kind of person to where it's like, I know I'm wrong, and I'm still stand on that. Or you've made some, like, remarks. Nah, bro, like, I tend to know where I'm fucking up at. And in the moment, I can still correct myself. And I feel like a lot of niggas can do that. Rational people, you know? I don't mean only niggas, because I don't want y'all niggas to think I'm sexist. But a lot of people can do that, and I actually see that as a power, like... I could actually stand on some shit. Like, I'll stand on it. But if what you're saying makes sense and I'm looking like I'm more leaning to the wrong side every time I talk, then that's when I usually just be like, ah, you're right. You're definitely right. But, yeah, don't let a nigga just turn up on me after I tell him they're right, though. That's that's not what we're here for. But, yeah, bro, humility, um, just... Yeah, man, it's the first episode. I want to get more comfortable with this, but I'm trying to give any, 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 any odds I can get on it. You feel me? Shoot. But, man, a solo podcast is low-key kind of, it's not pressure. It's more like, I didn't want to really plan before I did this, so I just kind of did it because planning would be way be more fucked up. It would sound unnatural, unauthentic, but shit, man. Um, if you also on Instagram, man, y'all can follow me at it's chop 
Five. Yeah. I'll be on there and shit, you know. I'll just be doing my shit, but... I had a point. That's why I keep fucking rambling. I had a point I want to... Not even a point. I had a discussion. Um, Okay. My discussion... I kind of talked to my mom, like... <laughs> One advice I'll tell y'all, bro, is don't get married unless... It's only for the niggas, because I'm a nigga. I speak for the niggas. Don't get married if you're not ready for yourself, you know? If you can't take care of yourself, bro, don't even look for girlfriends. Like me, bro. Like, it's so many relationships I can just hop in, but like, I know my mentally I'm not ready. Like, as like, just far as what I need to do for us to actually build towards something instead of just joining this culture of where we just date. Then a year or four years later, I don't know how niggas do four years, they break up. Cause that's crazy. Jesus. But, um, yeah, bro, it's like, Make sure you're ready. Don't do things because they're just happening for you. Or this day, you felt like, you know, like be intentional. All right. Like, that's why me, I don't really date. You can't find a picture with me and a girl that I dated. And you can be like, hey, y'all, it was cool. though. No, you can't find that shit. Like, because I really, I'm not scared, bro. I'm not scared of fucking, I'm not at all. I'm not scared to be in a relationship where I'm not scared of commitment. Like, I actually love love. Like, most girls that... Oh, I don't date girls. Let me relax. <laughs> okay, most girls that I hang out with... Damn, y'all boys know exactly where I'm going at. But most girls that I hang out with, gang, it's more like a... No, no, nigga, stop doing that. Jesus. Most girls that I hang out with, they'll say I'm pretty sweet, kind. Um, I used to be too sweet and kind. Basically a nice guy. Like, I had to switch that shit. It's not that... um. I wanted to be an asshole or I wanted no like it's just that when you stand on certain shit bro you're just supposed to stand on it it's not really just yo like oh I'm gonna be mad no like I feel like if things bother you you should say them like dead ass because if you don't say shit I and I've learned this when I was like in high school like senior year I've learned this if you don't confront that person or whatever idea you have in your head about it, you're going to have a war in your head. All right? It's just like not talking to that girl when you should have. You're going to be like, damn, why didn't I? But me, not me, though. Like, me, I'm more selective. I low-key tend to, like, I know we could probably hit it off, but that whole process is just like, oh, you know? <laughs> When I'm ready, bro, when I'm ready for a relationship, bro, I promise you I'm going to be out there with it. Like, I'm not scared of commitment at all, okay? And also, my relationship is also finding a person who's also stable in their um in their own right. Um, I would never want to ask for somebody coming who's just, like, completely just healed. I don't want somebody who's completely healed because I know, I know we all got problems. And, yes, I am willing to... To a certain extent, okay? Everybody got their barriers and how far they can go, okay? But for me, I wouldn't want to say I want somebody who's already like, yes, that would be good. But at the same time, though, nobody's good in the mind. Like, who's actually, like, straight their whole life? Nobody. There's nobody who's been just straight. I would want somebody who knows they need to grow, who knows that they are lacking in certain areas, 
And I will literally grow with you because me helping you or just me literally supporting you will only help us. No, not help us, Jesus. It'll help our relationship build stronger because, you know, people who you really go down with, no, people who you struggle with are usually the realest people you, you know, you can really connect with because y'all went through that experience together. Like a team that's been losing for five years and now they finally get their Super Bowl. Dude, trust me, it's way more bigger. And it meant more than the Patriots that won six years straight. The, guy that, the guys that were there for like six years straight, maybe the first two times, like, damn, this is so life-changing. But after the third Super Bowl, the fourth, it was just like, a, you know, it was expected, which is not a... That greatness should not be expected, all right? That's how you know you've been doing your shit. Like, after a while, nobody liked the Patriots. Them niggas were winning so much, even the Patriots like, no, nah, I don't think so. They were expecting to win, but... I'm getting off topic, but, um, dude, no, I've heard this where people just want people who are coming in like a box, a Barbie box already perfectly made. Nah, bro. I'm actually here for real life. So I'm not scared of a relationship. Mm-mm. I'm not at all. I'm just, okay. Is it weird to have one? Not even one. I wouldn't even say I've had a serious relationship in my life. Is it weird to really never have a serious relationship by 23 years of old? Oh, God. Just excuse my English. Sometimes it gets sloppy, but is it, is it weird for a 23-year-old? Okay, this is my mind, though, all right? Like, your mind will really fuck with you. Like, it will tell you, and you might not believe it, but if you constantly, if you constantly keep thinking about that shit over and over, just negative thoughts, even though you're not accepting them as they're your thoughts, those thoughts can control how you move, bro. Like dead ass. That's why me, I'm starting to write down a lot. A lot of shit. I'm starting to write down if I'm really frustrated. I want to get all that shit out. And that's the way I've... Um, I don't like how I'm getting off topic, but that's the way I've... Um, I just deal with things, but... My main topic was... Are we, like... the Basically, the society expectations. Not even society, just the, your surroundings... I think we should really start checking those expectations that aren't really our expectations. But it's what we've been trained since we were kids to just go with it. Or they did that. You might as well do that. Look, they're they're living a pretty good life. And from the outside, trust me, things can look real sweet. But the inside, boy, that's where shit gets real. All right. But for me, man, I know I'm destined for greatness. And I have to believe that. I literally have to believe that. I have to. There's no way other way else to look at it. Even though my mind, bro, I'm fucking with it every fucking day, dude. Like, I'm, I deserve, dude, I deserve what the fuck I can put together. Whatever the fuck I can work hard for, bro, I deserve it. It's mine. It's dead-ass mind. Like, once you really conquer your mind, gang, that's it. Like, I don't, I'm pretty sure this is true, but I come from the poorest country. Just wait till I'm at where I want to be, bro. That will be my whole... I'm going to start my whole... I'm going to be like, hey, 
I'm gonna just get on stage or whatever the fuck. I come from the poorest country in the world. And then whatever. Boom. Everything else. Because, bro, I know. I know I'm destined for greatness. And I shouldn't say it like that. I, I need to work. Put myself in positions. I need to put things in positions for me to. But you don't have to believe it, though. No, no, Jesus. You don't have to. What should I call it? I don't know. When I say it like that, it feels like I'm just being so, like, dude, I work for everything because I got nothing. I'm trying to, like, tell y'all I have nothing right now. Like, I'm trying to tell y'all I have nothing right now, and I'm going to be something. So, speaking from where I'm at at the bottom, it's like giving a motivational speech while you're still on the bottom. You feel me? But I'm just trying to tell y'all, bro. I'm me, Shaq, bro, and I'm going to do stupid, great things, bro. Like, And I don't care. And then you have to be delusional, all right? I've heard that one time. You did have, you just have to be delusional. Say, I'm going to be the greatest. I'm going to be the greatest. I'm going to make two millions. I'm going to make 50 million. I literally, that's it. That's what separates a normal person from a person who got a lot. Because the person expected more. All right, gang? Wow. Yeah, man. Um. This whole episode was kind of just like, dude, like, having it together. Even when we get there, there's going to be even more bigger problems. Like, when you're younger, you had $5 problems, all right? $5 meant a lot to you. Now that you're older, (laughs) 5,000, you know, say you're like, you're like at 25,000, it feels like a dollar to you, you know, now that you're making millions, 50K. So what I'm kind of trying to say is the higher, the, the money that you make, usually it sets on how, what you think you can do, right? Like at the same time though, you have to build your mind though. At the same, you can't just like, you know. Money doesn't really make the man. The man makes the money. I'm saying some random shit. Not even random shit. I'm saying some shit that y'all know, but people who got money tend to have a bigger, broader mind of looking at things than people who don't have money. And that makes, that's literally the simplest way. You, you, all this shit you already know, right? I'm looking just kind of just aff- giving you affirmations and just kind of telling y'all niggas, bro. You guys are meant for greatness. And it doesn't start with somebody else believing you. And it doesn't start with a miracle. And if you win the lottery, bro, winning a lot of money without a lot of work is usually not. It doesn't lead to good. It does not lead to you just being, ah, no, like, wouldn't you say winning the lottery is actually more detriment to you? Okay, say, like, you know, you're cooling. I've always thought if I won the lottery, bro, I probably could start doing a lot of drugs. You know, the more money you got, the more shit that you can do. Right. If you didn't really work for that money, you didn't discipline yourself to get that money. You didn't feel what it took to even get to a level that you're at. Now you're just over here spending. And yes, yes. A lot of people be like, I'll invest in this and this and that. But at the same time, bro, like when you get money, thousands, I'm talking about money now. When I say money, I'm talking about money. Thousands of doors opened for you, all right? Thousands. And let's just say out of those thousands of doors, only 10 of those are the right ones. Now, the process of 
you, a, a normal person get into the money that you got, a normal person get in there, they had to go through all them doors. Like by the time they got they shit, they've been through at least what? 500 doors that wasn't, that it, and those are kind of just, I'm kind of giving you an example, but they went through 500 doors and all of those were failures and they never, I mean, they learned from it. They learned from it. But ultimately there were failures because they never led to what he thought he was going to get, but he learned from that situation. But now let's just say that you just won the lottery now and you just got all this money and you got to go through all these doors now and you never struggle now. Just keep that in mind. You never struggled. That means you never opened none of these doors before in your life. But you got all this money right now. Guess what you're finna start doing? Opening doors that are gonna lead to detriment. Opening doors that you really don't know what you're gonna be in. But hey, I got money. Let's get in. And yeah, bro. I don't think the lottery is really a blessing, bro. Lottery, unless, unless one of your family members are smart or... There's exceptions. There's people who are good with money. Uh, yes, there are. There are people who with good friends, but mostly, I, I really hope that example really put it down, but yeah, I feel like that was good though. That was a good example, but hey, it's your boy Chop, man. Um, before I go also, I want to talk about the Francis and Ganu fight. I just happened to be scrolling and then I just kept seeing the fight and then it happened to be that same night. So I was like, thank God, clicked it, watched it and Within, like, an hour before I watched the fight, bro, I kind of seen everybody, what they thought about it. Basically, the whole media's take on it. When I tell you, bro, this man was not supposed to go in there and do nothing like that. Francis Ngannou, man, that tells you, bro. Bro came from Cameroon. That economy there is not the... Okay, let's not say it's not the best. It's bad, okay? Like... Stories like these should let people know that they can actually make it happen. The only person, the only person that believed in that man when he went into that fight was himself. Even myself. Because the media tends to, you know, really drive shit. And you actually believe that shit. Like, this man, when the media, okay, if you watch football, it's like a high school team going to play an NFL team. That's how they made it seem like. Francis was a high school team, and he was going to the NFL team. And just the endurance is what I was, was Okay, I knew he could fight. I knew he could keep it up. But the endurance, hopefully you didn't hear that. It was an alarm. But the endurance of that man. Because <laughs> us big dudes, I'm pretty big, but us big dudes, you know, we can fight. But sooner or later, our muscles are going to start to weigh on us. And we can't really, we can't really... Keep throwing them like that. So everybody had him for three rounds. Three rounds and that man, you know, his, ma- his muscles are going to f- get filled with lacid or whatever they, th- they said it was. And hey, man, you, anybody, any expert who knows about boxing MMA, that will be a thing. MMA, you literally use everything. And sometimes you're on the ground, you're up. Boxing, you're standing up the whole time and you're throwing punches. <clears throat> this man went in there and fought the number one. The number one heavyweight in the world he went in there and beat him because i'm starting to know in boston there's the judge's decision and then there's the people's decision the people's decision people people, nobody cares about three three judges out of the whole world basically dude nobody cares what three people think so we're gonna lean towards the people's decision that man went in there and beat that man tyson fury 
Okay. My thing is, I think Tyson Fury didn't get prepared. Even though he said this was the longest fight he got prepared for, or it's the longest he ever trained for a fight. Dude, like... Dude, Francis went in there, bro, and really put on a show. And the only person that believed in himself was him. So you don't think... He probably did have doubt, but you couldn't... He, he probably did have doubt before he went to fight in there. But you can't let that get to your mind, though. You can't. That's the delusion right there. The whole world is saying no, but you're going to say yes. That's delusion right there. In a, a scientific way, bro. That's delusion in some sort. Because, bro, you have to be that to be successful, gang. But that fight, man, I watched the whole fight, bro. Within three rounds, I thought he was going to be gassed. Within three rounds, three, four rounds, he's done, bro. He's gassed. Dude, you're not finna go in there and beat box, the boxing sport's number one player, bro, or boxer. Dude, you're not. So, hey, man, it just came, it gave me a little, a little um, pride, you know, as an African, obviously, but just believing in yourself when nobody does. Because, bro, that was not supposed to happen at all. By what the world was saying, bro, that was not supposed to happen. And, yeah, he betted on himself, too. He left UFC to, you know, to find more money. And the UFC president or CEO hates him for it. And now he looks like the dumb one because Francis, right now, I'm pretty sure he's the number one fighter in the world. Just as, as far as just being known and, like, trending. Okay, yeah, he's the trending fighter, but shout out to bro, man. Hey, man, keep letting box African boxers in this sport, bro. We're going to be in there. But even though I feel like all, all Afri- our black people are African in some sort, but that's another conversation for another day. But, hey, it's your boy. I actually held it down. I was kind of nervous. It was my first episode. My boy was supposed to be here, but, you know, the show must go on. So I appreciate y'all, and I really hope this brought some kind of, you know, inspiration of any sort hopefully it's positive but it's your boy chop signing out until another time please peace